0: Welcome to Acoustic Conversations, everybody. My name is Pete Wright, and I'm here with Kurt Siffert. Hi, Curtie. Hi. It's good to see you. Thanks. We are um, we are here again. Look, he's already looking. He's already laughing at us.
1: <laughs> we're a little dorkier every time we start the show. It's <laughs> I just, think it's we're, just, we're really yeah. going downhill here. I know, but I'm,
0: it's because I, I uh, this morning I said I'm going to do a show tonight, and I I want to make sure that I don't say anything about the couch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Too late. Yep. <laughs>
0: I say something about the couch, and I think it's just getting old. See, I'm, I'm not—I'm no longer even interested in the I couch. I already
1: had some back planned for if you said that. Well, you see, yeah, I totally hung you out there to yeah, dry. That's awesome.
0: We are joined this week by—I've been looking forward to this for a year and a half. I think or a year or so ish. Oh yeah, that's that's. It was when two years. This morning it was two years, and it's gotten <laughs> less. Your, less your years. memory is compressed. Yeah, my is memory is compressed. On? We uh, uh, we met Matt Price uh, a, a year ago at. McAdams, yeah, McAdams, mm-hmm. Bar, and McAdams Bar and Grill. Yeah. Matt, uh, we are thrilled that you are finally on the show. I don't know what took so long. I don't know why you've been holding out on us.
2: I'm I'm pretty slow. I guess. <laughs> I just things well, take a while. I don't know.
0: Welcome uh, to the show. We are thrilled to have you here Thanks. to sit down and and talk to us, play some music, and and talk about uh, you know where you come from, backstory, yeah. parental issues. We hope to get into. Uh, but first, we would very much like to kick off with a song. All right. What are you going to play for us? Hey,
2: well, you said, uh, you know, it's taken us a long time. So uh, this, this one's about uh, sometimes, you know, another year goes by and we don't even know what happened. So um, that's what this song is called, Revolution.
3: never see the rings of Saturn even though we've heard that they're spectacular We're stuck in this same orbit Ain't much to show for it another year And when 365 days find us right back same place they might call it a revolution but i can't see much change don't try to find a solution because i don't mean to complain and i'm not concerned we never see anything new i'm just glad that i have one more chance to fly around the sun with you Won't chase asteroids and comets Cause after their glory's gone It's just you and me And we'll fly between Mars and Venus And nothing will come between us You're all I need And when 300 much change don't try to find a solution cuz i don't mean to complain and i'm not concerned if we never see anything new i'm just glad that i've one more chance to fly around the sun with you yeah they call it revolution but i can't see much change don't try to find a solution I don't mean to complain And I'm not concerned If we never see anything new I'm just glad that I have one more chance To fly around the sun with you Yeah, I'm just glad that I have one more chance To fly around the sun with you
0: That's fantastic, Matt. Very nice. uh, That's a very catchy tune.
1: Yeah, you're a very communicative singer. I I say that because I feel like that that is a contrast from a lot of singers I've heard. Is that something that you specifically go for? Um, Communicative, like I say what I'm thinking about. Well, it's also understand, like the lyrics, the lyrics come uh, through, like you can actually, it's, it, it feels easy to follow the lyrics. I mean, it might be my headphones, but. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: but yeah, because I, I didn't really get it. No. More of a stream of
2: consciousness thing, <laughs> kind of different every time. You know, it's, uh, I think, I, I think it comes down to when I listen to a song, occasionally I like the ones where I, mean, like, I get to the end, I'm like, wow, that was sweet. Wonder what he's talking about, <laughs> <laughs> but usually I want to know. Usually, I, I I guess I'm still like a, a sucker for the stories. I like I like stories for the most part, and uh, for me, I, I learned how to play guitar and I learned like with cowboy songs and stuff like that, and sitting around the campfire. And there's nothing abstract there; it's a story. And so, um, I, I guess I like telling different sorts of stories about just everyday parts of life, you know, and, and make it a song. And then people are like, yeah, I've been there. Like, haven't we all, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of like relating with people that way. It's very nice.
0: The, uh, the song you just paid revolution is, is off of your brand new album uh, brand new EP stranded, mm-hmm. uh, is. which is available in stores everywhere where music is sold. Uh, it, it's a terrific collection of, of tunes. And there's a, there's a, a a pretty sweeping variety of styles and tones of music. I'm, I'm interested in terms of your, of, you know, as you say, storytelling. Um, how do you, how'd you go about putting this uh, EP together? This is your first EP, right? It is. So how, what what goes through your mind when you're compiling this collection of songs? I mean, you have a lot more than the seven songs that are on there uh, in your catalog. What would you do to build this thing?
2: Yeah, it was, it was really difficult. You know, I think I had a a heap of about i don't know twenty songs that i that I really wanted to record and uh and then when it came down to the fact that okay I've got to choose a handful of these things, and there were certain ones that I really wanted to do uh you know stranded the title track there was different songs that I knew I wanted to do, but other ones it was tough i uh i think i I like variety i i I think um one of the artists that I like is uh ben harper because he'll go from gospel album then he has a rock album and he has you know just all sorts of different stuff and uh i guess for me as uh as a listener and as an artist i always thought you know that's cool it's all got to fit in the same vibe but you know what i, I want some variety i don't want it all to st- sound the same and so uh i think i would kind of when i picked out songs i like to think about just different sorts of stories I wanted to tell and and different, even varieties of music and stuff like that.
1: Now, a uh, story has come up a lot in uh, the, our, our conversations with mm-hmm. other artists. Uh, I'm wondering where you stand on a question that we, never, we haven't really planned on coming up frequently, but it just seems to keep happening. comes up every single time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's, like the, there's this oh, whole great. line. Of that. It's, it's,
0: <laughs> no, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's a good question if you answer it right, so get ready. <laughs> oh,
1: great. <laughs> it almost seems like it's kind of a, a difference in approach. I mean, do you have a, um, a belief in keeping your stories autobiographical? Or do you do you make them more universal than that?
2: I think everybody starts out with with autobiographical, and uh, it's just it's just where we go. You know, we we start writing a song because we've got something we want to say, and then uh, I know that a lot of mine will start out absolutely autobiographical, and then I think about it, I'm like, yeah, I could scrap that verse and change this and that. So I think the truth is most songs end up some fact and some fiction and it's it, I guess it's the fact of getting this the true feeling and the true vibe but maybe not every single event is true some of them are some of them aren't and that's for me to know and no one else but. yeah
1: so how is it that you know when you've touched on something that is more than autobiographical how do you know that something is effective not to just you but is universal and, and is also affecting the audience when you're writing it
2: well, there's, uh, you know, there's, there's nothing like an audience. <laughs> it's you, you can't beat it. So, I like to take some songs that are in progress, and whether it's open mic, just take something really new. I, I was playing last weekend um, up at Edgefield uh, Winery, and uh, I played a song I wrote the night before. Mm. And uh, everybody seemed like they were having a good time. I said, hey, I played, I wrote this song yesterday. You guys don't want to hear it, do you? And of course, everybody's like, yeah, play the new song. <laughs> okay. And you know, people really kind of dug it. They, they liked it. And uh, I thought, okay, so that's it's got some good elements. I took it back home, and I, I rewrote about half of it the next day. But it's uh, for me, that's how a lot of time you know if something's uh, valuable is... To a wider audience, you just get that response. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or after a while, you realize too. You realize you wrote something. You're like, "Oh man, I don't know where that came from, but I'm hanging on to that little that little piece." You know, when you got uh, something unique and good.
1: Yeah.
0: The, you before we started uh, the show, you were tuning up, and and you said a number of times, I sort of made the the mental note. Uh, saying that uh, you know my my wife really likes this song, or boy, my wife hates this song, or uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I'm trying to win my wife over on just the fact that I have a beard. Uh, You're pulling so kind a of trouble, man. Man. Oh, oh, man. I'm just going to hear this or <laughs> <We're> toast. <laughs> 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 well, I'm I'm curious. You know, you talk about the the you know wider audience. I'm I'm curious about how. Uh, how you use your wife as a songwriting tool. <laughs> it's getting better and better. That's, that's, that's great phrasing, too, Pete. What do you think? Was that, that was totally unrehearsed, that question, but you bet I'm sticking it in my uh, bag of tricks. Well,
2: you know, uh, if if I didn't have... I, I think if I didn't have uh, a loving relationship like I do with my wife, I, I, don't, I don't know how I'd write a love song. You, how do you write a love song from somebody else's experience, so... The feelings, the feelings are true in the songs. I think when I'm when I'm writing it, it's, it's there are things that I'm feeling. The exact uh, moments or or circumstances in a song that might be made up sometimes, but it's it's just me finding the right pictures to say uh, what sort of feeling I already have, and and yeah, I really started. Uh, writing music when i started dating my wife so
1: no oh, wow yeah
2: you know, and really? I, first song uh when we were dating her birthday i wrote her song i proposed to her with a song that i wrote for her um sang it at her at wedding so different points in our history also have had a song that goes along with each part
0: so i'm I nearly swooned just then thinking about that. <laughs> oh, that boy. is an incredibly warm story. I and you know I was I was going to uh, my next question was going to be: Do you remember the first song you wrote? Uh, so this was a song for your wife, right? Roughly, or yeah. Mm-hmm. You're gonna, yeah. You know, oh, us, uh, you want to hear us, about it? Just give it, us a little huh? riff. Tell us a little bit about it. Uh, you know. To, so
2: the first song I wrote, it's. Uh, I think uh, it must be about ten years ago it was it's called with you and it's just kind of this whole long list of all these things i want to do this and that i want to do this and that Hmm. just like anybody does you know when they're 21 or something like that and but basically the chorus or refrain all these things i want to do i want to do with you Hmm. and uh man it's still one it's still one that I actually play and it Mm -hmm. and there's still i think a lot of truth in there and I think when I was first writing songs, too, it was just kind of a fluke. I didn't really know I was much of a songwriter. And then when it just came out, it was so easy. I just had all this... I, I think you need an easy one every mm-hmm. now and then. To you got to get lucky at least a few times. Keeps first. you motivated. Right. Momentum. Exactly.
0: When, um, w- at what point did you recognize that you had a, a potential career as a songwriter, as a performer? Or, or I should I should say specifically, which came first? Which did you imagine yourself first as a performer and then a songwriter, or other way around? How did that How did that come about? Well,
2: I I really I go back and forth. Honestly, I think I think in the end for me it's probably both of these things. Um, now I've I've swung back and forth between being a songwriter and getting songs placed and TV shows or stuff like that well actually i'm waiting for that so i'm not mm. going to talk about some huge <laughs> success that i've had but you know i've actually um expecting some stuff that see i'm an optimist mm-hmm. and uh but i i love performing at the same time I, I absolutely love it and i love connecting with an audience so i think that it's easy to start out okay absolutely, I just want to be a performer. I can't imagine somebody else would sing my songs. And, you know, I, I want to sing them because... But then, in the end, um, I love writing songs. I think as much as I love performing songs, for me, writing is a whole other thing. And I, I get up every morning, I, and I'm kind of a morning person, but, you know, I, I don't usually get up after five, you know, so four or five, somewhere in there. And I get up and I spend, uh, you know, an hour or two and I just, you know, see where it takes me. And I, so, like the last couple of mornings, I wrote a song each morning, and and then it's kind of nice. It's eight o'clock. I've had a few cups of coffee. I maybe wrote a song, and then I can kind of go on with my day. And so, I love writing music. I love performing it. I think a combination of all these things hopefully will be uh, kind of my future.
0: I wanna I wanna back up just about thirty seconds and recognize. For Kurt. Oh, man. <laughs> that the last two mornings, you wrote a song each morning.
1: What are you doing? You're like throwing the gauntlet down on behalf of him? I am, so, a little <laughs> bit.
0: Did you see how I did that? I totally turned it Very around Very subtle, on you. yeah. That's, I didn't say they were good. See, <laughs> <laughs> so he's trying to help me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're not. Throw him a bone here. <laughs> I am I'm I'm fascinated by by the process. I think we're you know both of us are really fascinated by the process of of finding, you know, how you find yourself that inspiration and motivation to write a song. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would very much like to talk about that, but uh let's let's hear another
2: detail. All right. Well, uh you talked earlier about what songs I was going to put on the album and all that. And this is one I you know this is a song that actually won awards uh 2007, which all of a sudden seems like a long time ago, mm-hmm. um, but it was like Portland Songwriters Rock Song of the Year, and, and people really liked it, and it was, a hard, it was a hard one, but I didn't put it on the album, so I, that's what kind of why I wanted to play it on the show, because, you know, get, uh, people have been wondering about it, so I can play it for them, and they can hear it now. So Excellent. What's it called? It's called Idol. It's for my TV.
3: Your face reflects the pale blue light As his voice carries into the night Or with your friend You don't need your wisdom Cause there's only room for his opinion So forget your kids, husbands and wives It's easy to watch others' lives Forget what you did or could have done Relax and watch your television When you come, come, come Gather round can't say no to your remote control, and so you lay, lay, lay your life down, and you don't even know that you're worshiping your idol. You're flipping channels looking for truth happiness or the fountain of youth but youth is what is slipping away they're in their chair day after day now look at your kids they need to run instead they're exercising their thumbs and though the virtual sun always shines it won't warm them like the one outside when you come 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 gather round and you can't say no to your have down and you don't even know that you worship seems to me that the funny thing is You don't even think that you're religious But you're more religious than most people I know Tell me the last time you missed an episode And who did what and who did who Now tell me who's gonna care about you And all you talk about is what you've seen Glimmering on that TV screen When you come, come, come gather round can't say no to your remote control, and so you lay, lay, lay your life down. And you don't even know that you're worshiping when you come, 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 gather round. And you can't say no to your remote control, and so you lay, lay, lay your life down. Don't even know that you're worshipping, no you don't even know that you're worshipping, no you don't even know that you're worshipping your idol.
1: great. Yeah, that's very nice. Yeah, thanks. I
0: don't. I don't want to be obtuse, but um, <laughs> so uh, where would that song come from? Um, I wrote it TV. about a book that I was reading. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> when I was a kid, actually, uh, I think it was when I was in high school. I I kind of made this decision that. Instead of watching TV, I wanted to try to do different things. So I started to juggle, learn how to juggle when I was like 14. And I'd practice that all the time. And if the family would sit down and watch TV, I would go and seriously just work on it for hours. I would just uh, practice juggling. And then when I was about 16, a friend and I, we started learning how to play guitar. So just kind of uh, started focusing on really doing things and, and less watching. And I think that it's it's really shaped my life in a lot of ways. And people would say, wow, you're so lucky you know how to do this, or you're so lucky you know how to do that. I'm like, well, why don't you just do something then? You know, if uh, if we all just did something instead of watching other people do it, I figure we can kind of learn a lot of stuff.
0: And that is how you write a song between 4 and 5 in the morning. <laughs>
1: That would and be I, how you, that happens. You didn't right? start out doing that, right? I mean, <laughs> please, you, please tell like us you, you, didn't, you know, didn't start you were, out doing that. You, you were 19 and you started, uh, or 16, you started your guitar and then, yeah. you know, it <clears> went, <throat> I mean, I'm sure that we're, was this just kind of a slow, gradual progression to where you are now? Or as what, far as songwriting? I mean, is songwriting, yeah. You know, I, I,
2: honestly, I don't think I took it very seriously until you know, maybe five years ago. And I, I was, I think I'd just wait around until a song would pop in my head and I'd write it. and it might have been maybe one a year or one every couple of years.
1: and uh, In hindsight, were those songs um, inspired compared to songs that have come since then when you stopped waiting around for them?
2: You know, I don't think they are any more inspired. The truth is, when you're looking for something, you see it, you know, well... Like you're a photographer, right, Peter? If you're if you're looking for things that are beautiful, you see them. And if if I'm thinking about life as a songwriter, then I see stuff to write about. If I, every day, if I'm if I'm working on something, then the rest. If I'm going through my day, I I notice things. I'm like, that's worth writing about, or that's worth writing about because it's in the front of my brain, I guess. So I I keep a notebook all the time now and. You don't always have time to sit down and write a song, but when you see something funny on a sign or something I'm like, oh, that's pretty good. And you usually write that down. And then when it's four in the morning and I don't have any, uh, you know, much brain activity going on, I can pull out some old idea. I'm like, hmm, yeah, I wanted to write a song about that. And then I can make my cup of coffee and I can stare at it for a while. Maybe pull out my guitar and see where it goes.
1: Do you have any experiences where you're writing one of these songs and halfway through you're going, my God, this is insipid? <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, you know, I'm curious. It's like, I mean, are you engaging yourself editing as you write, or is that something that you do, like, you know, after, later on? You know, I, I try
2: not to, but <laughs> of course, you know, sometimes you're writing a song and you get a verse, and maybe I get to a chorus. I'm like, this is a, that's absolutely crap. I'm, mean, it's not worth the effort. So, a lot of times, I'll have you know, maybe ten songs in progress, and. Like if I say I sat down this morning and I I wrote a song, it's a song, it's not done, and uh, I might need to give it a break. And a lot of times I'll have a, I might have a love song, I might have something else that's a funny song, I might have another one that's like some depressing, sad song. And for me, it takes a while. Some of the songs I'm playing tonight, even if I even if I wrote them quickly, I rewrote them for years
0: sometimes. So that's an that's an interesting interesting perspective. I think it's a it's. It makes a lot of really intuitive sense that you know, even taking a step back, that that to that momentum comment. You mm-hmm. know, the more you are writing songs, the more songs you will write. You know, mm-hmm. the, the easier it will be to have songs appear like they're being gifted to you. But but really, it's just the practice right. of writing. I you know the I I but the other piece of it is that that it's a fight to create mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. Do you agree with that?
2: I think we don't give ourselves enough room to, to create sometimes. And I've got two kids, you know, I have a 10 month old son. I have a four year old son. So they're up all night sometimes, you know, they're waking up or if I'm going to get any time, it, it, it's that it, I have to have time by myself and I can sit and think. And that's, that's, you asked the way if I always got up that early. No, it was pretty much when my first son was born. I had had to shift everything back, and I had to say, "Okay, when am I going to carve out my chunk of time?" So.
0: How do you find you? uh, How do you find you balance this lifestyle of the the roving troubadour? (laughs) Uh, And during the day, you are your day job is you are a uh, teacher. I am. Uh, What grade do you teach? Third grade. (laughs) Third grade. I have a uh, I have a second grader. Uh-huh. I can uh, you know, and I only deal with one of them.
1: That's <laughs> kind, of, kind of when they got their creativity, but they don't have their restraint yet. Yeah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. There's
0: a whole lot of engine going on, <laughs> and, and not a lot of brake. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it's a beautiful it's a beautiful age. Uh, yeah, and so you go to uh, you go to work, you teach these beautiful kids, mm-hmm. uh, and and then you come home at night to your family and. Somewhere in there, you're a musician. Where does that happen?
2: Right. It's, well, you know, it, it's it's in all parts of it. At school, you know, there's parts of it there. Even if, you know, we write songs about whatever we're studying at school, or write songs with the kids. And so we get to work on stuff there. Even as kids are reading, I remember one occasion, I think a couple of years ago, actually with the song Revolution. It was a kid reading a this book, and it's all about like the sun was... Or the earth was going around the sun. The sun was going around the earth. <laughs> Good teacher. <laughs> <laughs> so so the earth is going around the sun, and I was looking at these pictures, and in my mind, I'm just thinking, Revolution. I'm like, that is brilliant. I'm like, you keep reading, everybody. Silent reading, a couple minutes. I had to, go back, <laughs> had to go back to my desk. I just didn't have the, you know, actual lyric, but I was just like writing down the ideas and like all, you know, this idea of like, wow, even if we don't go anywhere, we go around the sun and, you know, and then, you know, a whole year year goes by and all this. And so it's kind of the same thing, no matter where you're at, the songs can come out of any of it. I think last weekend I was at home, uh, putting on baseboards on my house and that's when I was writing my song you know I I do a lot of my writing without any instrument at all I just uh my brain just kind of gets the different lyrics and stuff so I have my songwriting book with me and I'm nailing on trim and I'm working all day and uh, at the end of the day I've got you know some trim done and
1: part of a song done do you have a clear pattern of like uh you know your free writing ideas lyrics first music after or, or is it just kind of just um all over the place. Um for me, I think I used to almost always do
2: lyrics first. But I at this point I've definitely had both. So um I can get inspired by a certain rhythm or melody or something that I hear on the radio and then um and you know get kind of some rhythm playing in my head and then start finding a, a lyric that fits that vibe as well. So I've done it both ways now, and I think that that's where some of the variety in my music comes from. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the ones that are more mellow or more story songs, in they usually tend to start words first.
1: Is there a particular kind of story that you find yourself attracted to? I mean, we've already touched on your variety. I'm wondering what sort of common themes come back in your songs a lot.
2: You know, I think... I've never been a huge Metallica fan. I mean, I is... I mean, they, they definitely have their thing, you know, and they have their niche, and a lot of people love them. But I've, I've never been into music that I just feel like is negative. Mm. So I want to write stories for the most, most part about, you know what, things don't always turn out like we wanted, but, you know, what the heck? I mean, that's life, mm. and let's make the most of it, I guess. I want to have a, a mostly a positive outlook on things, and if I have people come up to me and say that you know we really enjoy that your music is really positive, I, I like that. I take that as a compliment. So I I think I've always been an optimist, and I guess I I want to write when I write something I want it to be a, a positive force, I guess in the world and.
0: There's enough negative out there already. I don't think they need me writing any of that. So. <laughs> uh, in 2007, as you've already played Idol For Us. That was Best Rock Song from Portland Songwriters Association. 2008, mm-hmm. uh, you were a suggested artist for the VH1 Song of the Year. Mm-hmm. Um, 2008, also Oregon uh, Best Singer-Songwriter, Portland Songwriters Association. Uh, and then 2009... Uh, for the title song of your uh, EP, Mm -hmm. Stranded, for the Texas Songwriters (laughs) Cruise Song Contest. Uh So two questions, I think, are obvious out of that. Uh, What role does does competing with your music serve for you? And uh, number two, uh, Texas Songwriters Cruise Song (laughs) Contest. Uh, I think the question speaks for itself what is that all about <laughs> so which
2: one of those questions should i tackle? yeah <laughs> yeah um you know a couple of years ago when i did the first competition i think when i first joined portland songwriters that was when i started to do the those songwriters competitions and man i was nervous you know i was just freaking out i got up there and i i just Sweaty and you know it's just they're
1: tougher than a normal gig, aren't yeah, they? It's yeah, it's tough because Wh- y-
0: why? Why are they tougher than a normal?
2: Because you're being uh evaluated not just by if the audience claps and smiles, but somebody's actually, you know, rating both your lyrics, your performance, your everything about how you're doing
1: and on top of that there's a large part of the audience that are the other songwriters competing for the same thing and you know granted i haven't actually felt very uncomfortable you know by these other songwriters everyone's very very supportive but it is but just they're a watching vibe you. yeah mm-hmm. they're watching you not just out of enjoyment but yeah. you know they're, they're, they're comparison i mean <laughs> oh, i, I know i am, am. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: that is so how does that uh, how does that fuel your drive to perform for well, for
2: me it's i any sort of feedback i think a, a few years ago i think when i first was writing songs and submitting them for you know different artists or things like that i think i'm thinking 2005 2006 i thought it, i thought i just had it made and i just thought oh people just have to hear the music they're going to love it and then i got different reviews back and i was like
3: what no, no, you don't get the song, you don't get
2: it. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, the nerve of those people. You've got to, it it's it's really good to get an honest opinion. And I think that I think that that's a bridge that every songwriter has to cross. I think that if you're not going to if you're not willing to take a few blows and say like, "Hey, um, mm, you know, you could work on this." I mean, well, at that point, we either have to sit down and say, "Hmm, am I going to get better?" and try to take some of these suggestions, or am I just going to say, "You don't know what you're talking about." <laughs> <laughs> so I'm done with this competing. It's like anything in life, you know. There's there's always rejection, and I I think that you know we no matter what we do, we have to rise above it and say, you know, I'm not going to let. People's opinions rule how I feel about myself, but I am going to use people's opinions to be the best that I can be, you know, and and use it, take it objectively and say, yeah, I got some weak points or I got some strong points, and you can, you know, really build better songs from there, I think. There's always songs, too, that, uh, you know... I might, I might love them. You know, I might have a song that I wrote about my son, and I might absolutely love it, and it might be the most valuable song in the world. And it's not going to be one that maybe I play everywhere, but you know what? Each song has its own audience, right? So you can have a meaningful song, like you
0: say. Let's uh, let's do another one of those songs. All right.
2: Well, um, there's one from the. uh new album as well and uh, it's called Until Sunlight Touches the Ground
3: Stars disappear. Try to ignore the birds. We don't need to hear that sound. It's still tonight until sunlight touches the ground. Or so close your eyes as the stars disappear try to ignore the birds We don't need to hear that sound is still the night until sunlight touches the still tonight until sunlight touches the until sunlight touches the ground. Till sunlight touches the ground. Till sunlight touches the ground. That's beautiful.
0: Yeah, very nice. That is Thank beautiful you,
1: guys. Tour
0: um uh, what what does it look like when you have reached it
2: for me it's it really would be making enough to do this to uh, to write music I'd like to be able to write music and perform music and not have it you know come out of my sleep or my hide mm. <laughs> You know, it's uh it's a challenge for sure to to get everything in like we talked about before. And just the chance of writing music and sharing it with people and performances or in CDs or whatever, I I just I really want to I, I absolutely love uh sharing the music with people. So I don't know if there's a certain. Uh...
0: Would just love to get paid more for it, <laughs> right?
2: You know, for me, it's really, uh, I, you know, I'd, I'd like to be able to make a living doing it, and for me, that's that's no uh, that's no lofty thing. I don't, I don't really need lots of uh, things or, or money or anything like that. We we live pretty simply, and and I I really don't want that to change. I'd just like to be able to go off and go backpacking for a couple months and uh, be okay with that. And just to have enough freedom. And I I try to do it in a way that's respectful for, you know, my family and everything. You know, it's, for me, it's very much a part of doing this in a way that's, that's good for our life and not in a way that's bad. You know, I think that people can get carried away and want stardom or or things like that i I just want to uh to be able to share the music and make a living doing it so i could have just said that that would have been a lot shorter
1: (laughs) (laughs) so i'm curious you know like as in terms of the actual uh business instincts of it um there are a lot of different ways to approach that direction. Um you've touched on this a little bit in terms of uh, submitting uh your work. What uh, what kind of things are you doing hmm. along those lines?
2: Well, I actually uh I'm a member of there's this organization called TAXI. It's uh they're basically a big A&R company. They they kind of get whoever wants this or that whether they want a certain song for a movie, TV show or Um, certain artists are looking to record kinds of songs and every 15 days or so twice a month, they basically put out listings about like classifieds and say, we're looking for this kind of song or this kind of song or this kind of artist.
0: And just before, what's the organization called again? Taxi. Taxi. That stands for something, I assume.
2: I don't think so. No?
1: I don't think it does. Really? Yeah. Just taxi. How Uh clever. (laughs) <laughs> so acronym-sounding. Well,
2: what could the
0: X be? Exactly. <laughs> that That's my next question. The we're yes. Xylophones. They, they started, they just started out just repping music. xylophone music and realized the market was fairly narrow.
2: <laughs> but was, so when I talked about getting songs, I got a lot of stuff returned, and that's where I had to kind of decide, hmm, what am I going to do? And I really spent the next few years just writing, just writing and not really submitting and uh, now, uh, now with some of these new tracks, I've sent them on, and there's a few companies. There's a big—it's uh, a company that puts a lot of songs in TV shows and stuff like that out of LA. A lot of um, network TV shows. It's called hmm. Crucial Entertainment, something like that. Anyway, they liked uh, one of my songs, and so they're kind of looking to. Um, place that one and then another similar company and I don't know Chicago I, I should know this but um, well, I hope they're not listening <laughs> I, I try not I try not to get to uh to I, I do my best to uh submit different things or, or like you say with the business things but I don't hang in all my hopes on on any one thing I'll, I'll push 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 send it off do the best I can and then move on and I figure it's just like anything, if you get it enough out there in the right place, it's not just random, like I'm not just going to take my CDs and throw them in the street and hope that somebody picks them up, but to get them to the right people. And I think, you know, I probably submitted 30 songs and got each one returned with uh, different feedback, and then now to get stuff forwarded on and sent on to companies, is a big step in itself. So. What
0: kind of feedback are they giving you? I mean, you say they, the songs come back um, to there. Are they giving you guidance or are they just saying, you know, this one it, oh, it sucks and that's all you're going to get? It's no, it's, it's specific
2: yeah. guidance. Uh it'll it'll be, you know. I remember when I was first submitting songs, it, I would get things like, "Oh yeah, stay away from those clichés and you know, because you know, we all do that. It's a phase that we have to go through." And now, I, I sit down, if I write a song, and if I write something, I was like, oh, I love you, baby, you're next to me. I would just be like, oh, it'd be horrible. <laughs> right. But I had to, now, after you get more of your own self-critiquing because you, you've read it enough times, you know what just doesn't quite fly. So um, I'd get a lot of really genuine feedback, and um, and I... Even when I sit down and write a song now, I know a lot more what, you know, what really a, a hit song is.
0: Well, you, uh, the, the new CD, mm-hmm. uh, new EP, Stranded, is, it's already been released, but you're having your big uh, show, the big mm-hmm. CD release concert uh, coming up February 5th at right. the historic Grand Lodge. Grand theater. Grand theater, right, right. Grand right. lodges, Grand Lodge, that's Grand Lodge is McMiniman's Yeah, hotel, Grand theater. Good place too. But you can go to the hotel actually too, if you wanted to. That's they're nice people, but you <laughs> yeah, won't but you, I you hear either. very much music. <laughs> uh, uh, but so the historic Grand Theater. Um, uh, what what goes into your mind when you're preparing for a big show like this? One where you're you're putting together a show that you're headlining, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you know, trying to bring bring your audience and have them bring their friends. And, you know, what goes right. into your mind when you're putting together a show that so much is sort of riding on it?
2: Yeah, it's, you know, I think first thought is, wow, it's kind of, it's a little overwhelming for sure. And for me, going from being a exclusively a solo artist for the most part to now um, having a group of guys, a band playing um, for this show, and you know, from organizing that and that whole side of it, and practicing and then thinking, okay, so now we've got a we've got a big theater and it's an amazing place and you know we've got some i think some some good music to share with people, and it's just a matter of getting them there and so it's it's really has been kind of a business push lately as far as um you know, getting things in newspapers and and all of that and and really, just friends and and fans that have kind of taken initiative to say you know that we're gonna invite these people and and it's kind of nice I'm kind of getting people come up up to me all the time and say, "Hey, we're coming to your show, wanna buy tickets and it's kind of nice to watch it start to build. You can only push the thing so hard and then it's kind of nice to she watch it start to, take to roll on, a little bit. Right, a little life of its own. Yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, can we do uh, one more song?
2: Yeah, let's do it. So uh, when we talked about my uh, music career, aspirations, and stuff like that, this would be the song that might kind of summarize it. So this is One Hit Wonder.
3: I don't cruise in a stretch limo I drive a blue 85 Volvo It's got a few paint chips on the hood A tear in the seat But the engine runs good And I tell you it gets me from here to there But most of the time it needs repair And though I'd rather be playing guitar I'm laying on my back under the car And not everyone can be a superstar No, no So you've got to dream big But where you are For everyone who makes it There's a thousand others who don't get their break And soon even the household names All will fade away and I just want a chance to shine Before I go under Tell me, what would it take To be a one-hit wonder Well I can't just go give up my day job Music don't put much on my pace stub Living the dream, man, you know it's sweet But the dream don't give me that much to eat And this girl came up to take my picture Thought I was someone else I'm pretty sure the only ones that want My autograph of these bill collectors on my back Not everyone can be a superstar, no, no So you've got to dream big But keep living where you are For everyone who makes it There's a thousand others Who don't get their break And soon even the household names All will fade away And I just want a chance to shine Before I go under Tell me what would it take To be a one-hit wonder Start no, 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 no. So you've got to dream big bucket Living where you are For everyone who makes it There's a thousand others who don't get their break And soon even the household names All will fade away and I just want a chance to shine Before I go under Tell me, what would it take to be your one hit Wonder, Just give me the chance to shine before I go under. Tell me, what would it take to
0: Dare to dream, man, dare to dream.
1: It's kind of like a prayer. It's, it's a funny prayer. <laughs> it's, a it's a fairly flare. spiritual song.
2: <laughs> one of my deeper. <laughs> the, uh,
0: uh, you know, I, I told you I've been listening to the EP all day, and, and uh, um, I, I think uh, it, one of the things that really stands out for me in terms of hearing you here in our you know more intimate living room setting versus hearing the the CD, is that um, while the sound of hearing these songs with a band is um, is different, it's notably different. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't find I, I usually prefer the intimate kind of one on one solo guitar mm-hmm. sound of these songs. I usually find them overproduced. the The CD is really really tastefully arranged the the arrangements on there are they're just smartly arranged they're not there there's not too much that goes into them there's not it it doesn't the the band doesn't overpower the Mm -hmm. song and i you know um i i usually find that to be the case i'm Mm -hmm. I'm wondering what the experience was like um kind of arranging all these songs Mm -hmm. for the band and and getting them to follow along and do so in such a wonderfully tasteful way
2: well, uh, I I worked with Rob Stroop in 8-Ball Studio. And, and, I mean, first of all, after meeting him, I kind of knew we were on the same page. Um, when I talked about what I could see with this album, really, you know, acoustic instruments and w- with stories and... St- there I go again, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but with the the lyrics and what i want to say i i don't want it to get lost so i really i wanted it to be up front and um and then everything else to come in and and tastefully support it and i, I really feel like rob and i kind of shared the vision of of that and then just we really had some great musicians to come in uh we had arthur parker he did uh Upright bass on all of it, so I just love the way that the acoustic bass sounded, and it wasn't overpowering, but it was just it was just such a rich sound. And then you know Tony Furtado was in on a on a few songs and went from banjo to slide guitar, and it was just it was it was really a pleasure to work with all with all of those guys Skip Von Kuski on cello and my uncle uh, Bill Price came in did some guitar tracks, and um Jean-Pierre Garau did all sorts of organ and and of course Rob Stroop was an amazing uh, producer and uh, participated and then Drew Scholes on on the drums the, the guy's amazing he's uh, just I, I it was kind of a winning team and my my feeling in the end was like, See you guys next time, huh? Yeah. Stay posted <laughs> so.
0: well that's terrific i you know i uh, really it's a it's a great effort and um that's not a terrible. It's a great EP. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice you a, try. You got an A for a forever, <laughs> Bryce. Uh, no, it is. A, it's a great EP. It's one that's definitely. Uh, it's it's stuck on uh, on repeat on my uh, on my iPod. I, I it's a it's a great addition. So uh, strongly recommend it. And thank you, for for sitting down with us tonight and and playing these great tunes. We truly appreciate it. Well, It's been a pleasure, and
2: I, I appreciate the invite. And it's it's great to hang out with you guys.
0: Kurt, uh, what do we have to say? We always have something to say, and you usually get it right first.
1: <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I have something to say. Um, we uh, have supporters that are signed up for various wetsits online.
0: No, you derailed.
1: And, I, um, I thought and I would there you <laughs> There's an opportunity, if you are not already signed up, to sign up as well. I'm just really doing horribly oh, on this. Oh, yeah, you are. And then those things are called like Twitter and Facebook and mailing lists. And Pete here will fill in the details. We uh, haven't been doing too well on Twitter. We
0: said we would, and we haven't really, I don't think. But AC we, Convo, we do. man. It's I, at, I think at, I, at I AC signed Convo. up to follow you today. That's it. You know, yeah. at, that's, I, I'm really glad to see that. I think you're the first new follower in a long time because <laughs> we haven't, haven't really done anything with it. But we will. I'll tell you what our big effort has been uh, of late. It's been Facebook and uh, i'm really happy with the uh, with the facebook fan page and i'm uh, i'm glad we finally committed we we put a put a line in the sand and we said we're going to do it. We're going to move to the fan page and to everybody who has signed up already. Uh, thank you so much for doing so. If you like the show, if you appreciate these fantastic artists like Matt, please share the show with your friends. Uh, let them know what is going on and uh, and invite them to to join the show page and and uh, there they can find out how to subscribe via iTunes and and visit the website and, it's and all working, that
1: stuff yeah it's been working great it's, it's, it's almost been dare I say viral because I've, I've noticed that you know we have invited friends and some of the prior artists have actually invited some of their fans to um, become fans of the show as well so you gotta so, pray you didn't just jinx it so join in <laughs> join in I say it's out of control now. it is uh, yeah that's right
0: <laughs> well a- anyhow uh, that is the that is the story uh, AC Convo on Twitter Facebook just search for Acoustic Conversations Or visit AcousticConversations.com. And sign up for our mailing list. And uh, I think that's all we have to say. Anything else, Kurt? No. Thank you so much, uh, everybody who's downloaded the show and is listening. And uh, we have a great lineup of artists coming up over the next couple of months. So stay tuned and we will catch up with you on the next Acoustic Conversations.